0: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are
2: doing an experiment.
1: And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. We are joined again by Olivia, our dater, our friend, our fellow quarantined lady. How are you, Olivia?
3: <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, dating in the time of uh, quarantine is a weird, weird place to be. Doing everything in the time of quarantine is a weird place to be.
1: I know.
2: It's very weird, it's very spooky. And, yeah, for everybody who's not in in um New York or l a like it it probably we're probably gonna sound like drama queens, but the vibes here are pretty weird.
1: I think for every, I think it's even different from New York to l a honestly, you guys have it. I think there's a different vibe that you have, yeah, yeah.
2: people are freaking out,, mm-hmm. which is fair. I don't know. It feels like Olivia do you feel like it's a little bit nuts?
3: Yeah, I, I, it feels Tuesday-ish, honestly. Yeah.
2: I, not nuts. like people are overreacting. Like, I think the reactions are... I think it's I think it's good. We need to do what we have, have to do to keep everyone safe and healthy. Yeah. But also, I've just been like, this is... I feel like I'm in a movie.
3: I know. It's just... I think it's weird how much, like, uh, normal life has been so interrupted by something yeah. that, like, for most of us, we actually aren't seeing or feeling. But I literally cannot think about anything besides coronavirus right now.
2: Yeah. I know. And it's funny, because for a while, I will. Like, I'll watch TV and I'll be like, it's like keep forgetting and then being like, oh, my God, I'm not allowed to be just watching my shitty, trashy TLC show.
3: I'm like watching TV shows and I see people just like touching each other casually on TV. And I'm like, I'm like, don't be doing that.
1: (laughs) Or touching their face. I'm like, stop touching your face. I saw handshaking on a TV show last night and I was like, no, don't do it. Like, why? I forget what it was, but it's super different. Before we dive into all things Corona, I want to tell you we will not only be talking about Corona because we know it's an anxiety-ridden time and we want to bring you some some normal date content. Olivia's going to talk on a date. She went on. We will, though, touch a little bit on what's going on because I do think dating is in this really weird position where people, I feel like, are craving contact more than ever, even via you know swiping and apps. But it's also – kind of scary to swap germs potentially with someone you don't know or anyone really. This has all made me realize how I am not a germaphobe normally and now I am. Uh, But I think just as a caveat, it's Saturday. So that's how scary this is, is like – It'll be Tuesday when you hear this, and I don't know what will have changed or what we will be incorrect or correct about. We're also not health experts, so we will be like, be safe, wash your hands, maybe don't date. But again, you are we are not going to provide any kind of real expertise on this subject. I just feel like that's yes. a good disclaimer. Completely and
2: important. So just to break it down for everybody, I, I, as I have said, have been spiraling between like wanting to look at a lot of stuff and not wanting to look at anything. Um, So we're going to try to give you both in this episode for the next, you know, 20, 25 minutes or so. We're going to chat about like dating in the time of Corona, what to do, what not to do. And like, are there ways to take it online in a fun way? And maybe some ways to keep yourself mentally healthy, et cetera. And then we're going to take after our ad break, we're going to come back and we're just going to like straight up talk about Olivia's a date that Olivia went on before this all went down. We will mention it zero times. We will keep it. Very, very normal so that you can have a little bit of like regular 51 First Dates escapism if that is what you're craving. If you want to skip this whole first half, please look at the show notes. Um, I'm going to put the time code that we come back with our normal ass regularly scheduled programming and feel free to skip ahead. We will not
1: be mad. (laughs) We don't know. And one more business thing. You may have seen we were polling people both in the secret Facebook group and on Instagram about maybe like watching something together and doing an episode on our Patreon, which some of you have asked for the link for. And to be honest, it exists, but it hasn't been a thing that we've promoted. That link will be in these show notes because I will have re it. And it will be for $5 a month. We're going to add, especially during this time, you know. so the lowest level. If you join our Patreon, we'll add a bonus episode. We're going to figure out how often we can do it. We're definitely going to start with one, just recapping Love is Blind and the end of The Bachelor, and that will be out the soonest. So follow us in the secret Facebook group or on Instagram because we'll announce that when this episode comes out, when that episode will be up. And then I want us all to watch something together. So Sex in the City season one, one in the Instagram and a reality dating show one in the secret Facebook group. And I just want to make sure, you know, we pick something that most people can see as well. So we can talk about that now, too. What What are your guys' thoughts and what we should watch? It should be dating-related, something like – we could do rom-coms, too. I didn't put that in the poll, but what do you think?
2: I feel like it, it will be fun to do something a little bit older because we'll be able to talk about stuff that, like, wouldn't be the same now – wouldn't be made now in terms of TV, like stuff that is not correct, <laughs> to all of that. I like rewatching older stuff and being like, oh, shit, like that's not 2020. Um, I think that's always really fun. Um, I feel like it could be fun to do one offs with rom coms. Like I love rewatching rom coms. And every time I rewatch one, uh, like a rom com I grew up with or watched when I was in college, I'll be like, oh, my God, this is like really fucked up. And my whole concept of love is based on it. Um. So I I don't know. I think all content is fun, but I would veer towards something older. I don't know, Olivia, do you have feelings?
3: Mm, I I mean, I love a good reality dating show. I got to say. <laughs> I was one of the many uh love is blind obsessed people and I still am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think the old stuff is kind of fun just to to your point to like understand what your perception of is it of a show was when you were like 18 and then rewatching it and being like I was didn't know anything <laughs>
1: yeah i think that could
2: be fun i wonder so if yeah why don't we start with like sex in the city and love is blind okay yes. unless yeah. people have other suggestions definitely you can email us at five one first dates pod at gmail.com you could message us on instagram at
1: five one first dates pod you can and follow us at these places well i guess you can not yes. follow our email but you know get involved if you want to like know where to click on the link and get in- get these episodes so these will yeah. be behind a little patreon thing but we'll we will keep it the lowest tier so that we can all just like join together. And Yes, we're all going to be
2: hanging out on the internet a lot in coming weeks, so we can hang out on the internet together. Ooh. Um cool. All right. Cool. Business. Um other than that. <laughs> guys, what do you guys think about dating in well, the
1: times of Here's quarantine? my thought. How do you feel about first dates right now? Feels like an obvious question, but I'll play devil's advocate if I need to. I, what do you guys think about first dates right now? Do are they I, a good idea? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at third, it's going to stay the obvious. Yeah, such a hard question. Um, no,
3: the thing is, though, I get the desire to go on a date. Like, I, I, I really do, but I think um, the more, I just think there's, I think. Regardless of like germiness and stuff, I just feel like there's so many other weird distracting things that feel stressful and that are happening that I don't know that I need to add in like another stress of going on a date and trying to like start an early relationship at this point. Like it feels like the world could look totally different next week. So
1: that is a very good point. It's like on top, let's say the germs were just away for like an evening and everyone could go out. It's just the panic of them coming back or like this whole thing is very real people like losing jobs potentially, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of anxiety out there and it would make dating quite weird right now. Yeah.
3: That said I do in some part of my brain have like a movie version of the coronavirus happening too. That's like, what if you were to fall in love in the time of coronavirus and you quarantine together and you have this very intense beginning of a relationship because you're just quarantined and you can't do anything interesting So I haven't not thought about that, but I think it's also an ill-advised fantasy probably. Yeah, it's
1: love in the time of corona. Like, just, it's a novel. (laughs) Um, We, in our secret Facebook group, someone asked about this and someone commented that their friend had gone on a first date and then found out after that first date that her date had tested positive for Ah, coronavirus. Oh my god! just if you want to be spooked... um, And now I'll play devil's advocate to myself. I agree with Olivia. You probably – just for, again, the sake of not, like, spreading this further, even if you're a young person who's not afraid, you know, probably the right thing to do is not go on a first date. There was an Atlantic article that we will post that went over kind of all different social behaviors right now and had two or three – I think it's three experts, but they didn't chime in on each one – talk about um, what you should do, how you should approach it. Everything from, like, a haircut to dating – And there was some commentary on first dates being a one-on-one activity, even though you're in public, like not a big group, not like a concert. And that makes them actually less risky than some other behaviors right now. But of course, in New York, you probably have to go on a subway to get to a date, et cetera. So I am just throwing that information out there because I found it interesting, not because I want you to go on a first date right now. I'm just I'm like so scared to say anything about this.
2: No, it's tricky. And obviously it's like, I hope that everyone listening knows it goes without saying that like, ultimately we are incredibly worried about the economy and the elderly and immunosuppressed people in our lives. Like, like, I don't know. I want to acknowledge that talking about dating seems frivolous, but again, we're trying to like, bring you guys uh content that's not just like doom and gloom and talk about this more kind of specific we like the 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 thing about this is bringing up problems that no one ever thought of before and um i don't know dating is and connecting with other people and like the importance of that is definitely one of them but yes it's probably one of the more minor ones but that's what we talk about so i hope that i don't know i want i feel like i'm just disclaimering on disclaimering on disclaimering but i also do want to like be sensitive to the fact that like people are really second dying and scared but um okay but that being said with my like 18th disclaimer i feel like olivia brought up a good point which is like what if you do connect with someone right now <laughs> like that even seems confusing because it's like say you have like a great first date you do it you brave it you go out you whatever and we're not recommending that you do but you have a great first date like then
1: what right well- or you don't even have that first date. I'm realizing everything we say on this podcast is not corona-proof because we tell you to go on dates and we tell you not to chat too long on the apps. But let's just say you connect weirdly on an app or FaceTime. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is interesting to me. Yeah. I have I feel to say, like, Hinge has been blowing up. Really? I believe that's so hard. I feel like really. this is great for dating apps. Like, when is the time that you swipe on your – or not even swipe because that's Hinge. Like, what do you – doing at home like (laughs) nothing everyone's
3: at everyone's working at home and doesn't have anything to do so people are literally only on dating apps every single one of my friends has texted me about the extreme traffic (laughs) on dating apps right now
2: that's so funny do you have are people okay I feel like if I were on dating app right now I would kind of want to be like available for zoom dates and just be be like can I get on a digital first date do you feel like that would be a weird move would you ever do it
3: I don't think that would be a weird move. No, I think it's kind of funny. I love FaceTiming. I love FaceTiming my friends and my family. I love a surprise FaceTime. I think it's kind of like, I mean, frankly, it's like a little flip. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would be hesitant about somebody who would put that in their profile maybe because it seems like a little, I don't know, half of me thinks it seems like a little bit like you're making light of the situation. The other half of me thinks, oh no, this is a considerate person who's like, actually accommodating for you know they shouldn't be going out so they're being sensitive yeah I don't know I've just said two the same thing that's opposite of each other but no I think no I think it's kind of funny like and I think a little like a FaceTime date wouldn't be the weirdest thing
1: in the whole world there's an app for this guys okay so oh my gosh. Hannah Orenstein who's been in on, on this podcast before she's the dating editor at Elite Daily wrote about this and it was brought to my attention to college students I won't say what college they went to because it's one of those like two students from this Ivy League school came up with this. Now we should pay attention, which I I hate when that is like the branding of things. But um, two college students when all these universities closed as a grad student, totally feeling it too. The rest of my, you know, investment in my education is going to be over Zoom, which sucks. But honestly, again, disclaimer, I know there are bigger problems. I'm just sad. But they created this app called Love Over Zoom, but it's really just like a Google form. And I just went to the Google form to check it out. And it says, hi, everyone. We will send out matches later tonight. Come back again next week to get matched. So they're matching people via a Google form. And then you can go to Zoom. And have your first date, which I think is really cool. Like, all, like again, I oh okay. The disclaimers just have to stop. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm yeah, never yes, making light. Okay, statements. I
3: think everybody understands that nobody's yeah. making light of Corona. Everyone understands you guys are not wishing ill on people who are Thank immunocompromised. You, oh, yeah. We all hope the best for everyone, and we realize there's really scary things going on. I think we can have that as a blanket statement, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think yes. that's blanket statement. Great.
1: But this, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept, and I guess. It's over right now but maybe they'll do another round. It is also interesting to think about how that takes down some boundaries like both let's say I was an undergrad right now, maybe someone I wouldn't run into at my school, but I think it's broader matching, so even if people you would never run into in your life, I don't know. Of course dating apps have already taken down these boundaries, but like actually having the first date on Zoom, I feel like as the only option, really takes down the distance boundary. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's a funny, I don't
2: know, we've been talking in the past about how I can see the logic in speed dating or in, you know, the the amount of commitment getting on a physical first date takes is a lot. For, especially for women, you have to, like, get ready and pick a place and pick an outfit and blah, 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 and all this stuff and go to a place and travel there. And then if it sucks, you kind of know really quickly and then that's a bummer because you're there and you're like, I got to get through at least one drink with this person. Like I'm here. I've made this commitment. I feel like being on Zoom kind of like there's something there's something nice about it. You could be like, hey, I don't know. I guess, you know, it will be hard is the exit strategy. How would you how would you let them know the date's done?
3: Yeah, I guess I guess you're like, well, I got to FaceTime my mom. Like, there's not a lot of yeah. other stuff to be doing. Yeah, it's not
2: like you can be like, I have a conference to go yeah, to. Like, gotta go.
3: Yeah, got to go. getting late.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's the, it's the same anxiety I have about phone calls sometimes where I'm like, for just chatting on the phone, how do you end it? I guess you kind of feel it out and feel yeah. when you're like, all right, well, it's been really good to talk to you. I, I you. also think it's funny to think
3: like, then what's the second date? You're just like, okay, want to FaceTime again?
2: Like, Yeah, <laughs> but the first FaceTime, we're drinking a drink. The yeah. second FaceTime, we'll eat dinner.
1: <laughs> third time, we'll the, watch a movie together. <laughs> the third, we'll have FaceTime sex. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, that will be a thing that is happening. Um, yeah. A friend of mine also, this was before it got as serious, put a post up on craigslist as a joke being like looking for a corona boyfriend like a quarantine like kind of like what happens every time there's a snowstorm in new york you know Mm. someone to hold up with i guess people still there's no more personal section on craigslist but people do still go on there and she got a lot of responses from men pitching themselves and sending pictures and many of them were cute so like people are really thirsty for connection i still question who's on craigslist just like replying to posts but i do think yeah there's this weird moment right now where honestly i want to go on a dating app for friendship like i just want to talk to people as much as possible
2: yeah yeah i said before we started recording i've been furiously facetiming people and when they don't pick up i'm like but i want to (laughs) talk
3: i know i'm like why isn't everyone texting me back immediately (laughs) yeah
2: yeah totally yeah yeah I feel like it's a funny, I don't know. I would love to hear some experiments around this. Mm-hmm. Like I would love for some listeners and or you Olivia to like try to try to get on a date and see on on Zoom and see how it goes. Like I feel like it could be a really interesting condensed way of getting to know someone. I do, it too. very I think you'd safe. Have to,
3: I think you'd have to really, like, figure out if you like their personality or not. Just, like, if they're kind totally. of – Totally. Like, I think if you can zoom somebody from, like, your bedroom in, like, an unflattering zoom angle, I think that's probably a great sign.
2: Completely. And, guys, you know what it's like full circle? It's
1: almost like love is blind. Kimmy, were you about to say it? I was about yeah. to say it. I was away from the mic because I was cheering in the air. <laughs> like It's oh. love is blind. Like, yeah. just – Or if you live in an apartment building, go to your – you know, you have a a hot neighbor and you know what wall it is. Just start fucking talking to them through the wall. I don't know. Like just like Love is Blind taught us something really valuable as much as I wish that show was on right now because that is what we all need. A like big show with crazy energy that we can all watch at the same time. Yeah. It it taught us how to date without seeing someone. And guess what? You don't have to get engaged in real life before – You know, you open your door and say, hey, or whatever. Get on FaceTime and say, hey.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's a way to make it really, like there's something very distilled about the experience of like you're just talking you can't really talk about the bar i'm sure the first 20 mm. minutes of any date on zoom right now is going to be about corona which kind of sucks yeah that's kind of maybe but you I feel
3: like, make a rule inside let's get on zoom but we cannot talk about corona
2: yeah like let's just keep it normal and ask how many siblings we have and, yeah. yeah let's <laughs> just
3: talk about what we were like in high school no problem
2: yeah totally <laughs> i think it's fun i feel like there's a way to take advantage of it in a fun way yeah. Do you guys have thoughts I on agree. what you might put in your profile if you wanted to encourage a Zoom date or or a FaceTime date?
1: And your, your dating app profile. Great question. Great cue. Because I saw a tweet that was like the new you up is like people on dating apps being like, how are you handling this or something like yeah. that? I don't remember. What oh, was, my God. It's, it's yeah, got – like yeah. On Hinge, they have those prompts. There's like – I think one is like, I'm a regular at
3: – and you could be like, I'm regular on Zoom and then put your name and then be like – like down for a social distancing date if you are or something, or yeah, yeah. Like use a prompt to just like be like, hey, t- like or yeah, like you like suggest the date and then just be like, let's you know, let's get on Facetime. Here's my number.
1: Yeah. Have you seen anything, Olivia, on the date? like hinge is blowing up? But is it just people being normal, or are they mentioning the coronavirus?
3: Unlike social media, I've seen people mentioning coronavirus, but I haven't seen that.
1: Okay, interesting. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Interesting. I feel like you could also, if I was a guy, well, I don't want to be gender normative, but here I'm I'm going to go ahead and do it. I feel like it would also be cute to be like, I'll Venmo you for a drink and we'll have a Zoom day. Like, I'll Venmo you for your glass of wine and we'll have a zoom date you know like I feel like there's a way to make it kind of cute but I guess maybe it could veer on creepy I just think it would be like a cute thing to be like let's have a date you know
3: yeah I think if you had already gone on like a first date maybe and you weren't sure about a second date it might be kind of cute to be like text me your address I'll seamless you dinner and then we could have a date
1: yeah that's really cute and get the same thing at your house yeah (laughs) yeah because I was also thinking about who might be in early stages of a relationship or even later stages like in a grad program like where people are where we were about to graduate I feel like some people are dating and there's like I don't want to call anyone out but like I feel like there might be some pressure to stay together just like through graduation and then figure it out but like this changes things up or if you're two or three dates in do you quarantine together like I just feel like it's really interesting There. Might be a wave of babies born during this time. I don't know. That's oh, I, we're seeing a spike nine months from now. I bet
2: anything. So there's much, just nothing yes. to do. But also, I think that another. I think this is going to put a, a strain on, on even like established relationships. Like being together twenty four seven in a tiny space, or if you're a New Yorker in a tiny space, whatever, is kind of hard. Like. I've, I mean, I have not, I've been quarantined for less than 24 hours. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to work from home, whatever. It's totally fine. I was being very careful. But even today I was like, I I was talking to Jeff and I was like, are you going to hate me in like two weeks? (laughs) We've never spent 14 days together with no breaks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think it's going to be fine, but it's, you can, it's definitely a strain, especially with just like the general anxiety in the air. Right. So I feel like for relationships that are, you know, mid-stage or
1: whatever, it could be really tricky. But even roommate relationships, like, day 13 might come here. We'll see. I will yell at him every day. I already know it because I'm not used to being around him that long in a day. I think, yeah, just it's it's all going to – people are going to learn a lot about themselves. Yeah, for sure. I'm talking to myself right now. I'm like, oh, boy. How do we – so Liza – we both have worked from home, Olivia. We were chatting about this before we hopped on. How yeah. we won't get into, you know, working from home. This is not a working podcast, but how do you guys think about making a schedule, handling your anxiety, like working out? I canceled my hot yoga membership because of course I did. <laughs> like Yeah. You. They won't let me cancel. No, they will. I will tell <laughs> really? you what I did. We will Okay, yeah, we we'll we'll took a, a minute, but I was I was firm but grateful and they put it on pause and okay. they must do that for you okay it's your health. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we won't shout out the studio right now because I do love it. But like I was like, excuse me. No, thank you. You don't it's wipe things expensive. down well enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway. Um,
1: how are you guys thinking about, you know, if this is two weeks, at least for me now it's like through June, this is my life. Unless I do go into my internship, I really don't have – anything in my week so how are you thinking about scheduling and then also like handling anxiety etc good questions Olivia you want to
2: go first I bet your answers are going to crush mine in terms of wisdom Mm.
3: no probably not I I am really not a good work at home person um I mean I have not done it like as an extended part of my normal life in the same way that you guys have so I'm I think like much less equipped to give advice on it I, I I hate it a lot um I don't know. I feel like for me doing some sort of like exercise in the morning and like making sure that when I get up and like go for a run, I wouldn't go to a gym right now. I think that's gross. Um, But like get up, go for a run or like do yoga at my house. And then I think like actually getting dressed and like taking a shower and brushing my hair, like putting on makeup is actually like sounds stupid, but it's probably important to like start the day. And then I don't know. I've been trying to do like a social thing at night, just like going to one friend's house or like you know, doing one thing for like two or three days just to like stay out of just like my house by myself. Um, I don't know. A lot of FaceTiming. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm I'm not very good at this. I don't think.
2: I love to write down, a, like physically on a piece of paper, not in my head or on my iPhone. Write down a list of goals for the day with check boxes, like actual boxes next to them, yeah. because I love to check off boxes. Or get yourself a highlighter. I like the physical aspect of crossing things off a list because it really encourages encourages me to do that. Yeah. So even if the goals are small, even if it's like clean the kitchen and like like work stuff, but like life stuff, exercise stuff, um. Like, all of it on a piece of paper and then just, re- like, try to make it reasonable. Like, don't go nuts and make a list of 20 things. But, like, five or six things that are totally accomplishable. Because, like, I feel like that keeps me feeling very accomplished. Yeah. Um. I also think, like, it's a really, really good time to join Headspace, not a sponsor. Or BetterHelp, if you are feeling anxious, yes, a sponsor. But just, like, trying to have some kind of um mental health practice built in. Is probably helpful. And yeah, I feel like I am not a huge exerciser, but I feel like working from home, I exercise more because it's a great way to break up the day. I also like to do it in the middle of the day sometimes, mm-hmm. like if you work in the morning, you know, I feel like it's a great thing to do around one if you're able to get offline for 20 minutes or half an hour. Um, there's also, I think, some apps and I don't have any lists of them, but I'm sure you can Google who are like pro- like price reducing like at-home fitness subscription stuff. Mm. Um, I know Sam Harris, the, like, meditation-y kind of guru guy, is offering free memberships to people who can't afford them right now, which is a really cool, generous thing, I think. I know Peloton just lowered their price of their at-home subscription service, which is not just biking. They have, like yoga meditation like fit like hit workouts like floor stuff like they have every type of exercise i think it's like
1: 14.99 a month now so it may be like an investment for a month or two yeah Um, i was thinking about joining peloton or like sky ting yoga i think has something on video and then melissa wood health i've seen people in really good shape use that i don't know what it is but i've seen people (laughs) who are in good shape post about it um if you guys
3: know two or three that i like are um if you know Active, they have mm-hmm, good yeah. stuff. Um, fresh Body Fit Mind is like a lot of ones are like at home stuff, which is fun. And then and those ones I think you both have to pay for. But um, if you go on YouTube, if you like yoga, Yoga with Adrian has really good um, classes. I like her a lot, and she's um, like
1: really sweet and calming. My friend is obsessed with Yoga with Adrian. Yeah. yeah, I cool. maybe that's my first move. But to the yeah, I think so. To make and a it a bra, about, put a bra on. Uh, sure. no!
2: Bras, i don't no do bras. the shower makeup thing i'm not together enough and i wear what i do is i don't i don't wear the clothes i slept in. i sleep and sweat <laughs> in sweats and a t-shirt so it would be easy to roll around in the same clothes all day but i will put on yoga pants a sports bra and like a top it's a small change but it's like the change. you know it's easy yeah. to be wearing the same clothes for like 24 to 48 hours for me and i'm a troll and it's you know like not cute but to just like change your clothes and put some kind of bra of a bra on always is a big like mental shift for me yeah
1: it could be a good time as well to do something like Marie Kondo which I've never done all the way just half of the way I don't know or some sort of home project if, if yeah. you can
3: yeah um, I mean totally. I just cleaned out our freezer Amazing. Yeah.
1: Feels I great. Just cleaning my apartment yesterday in a kind of panic psychosis that I was in. I got really panicky yesterday. I thought I was having chest pains. Like, not from being sick. Just like, I, I don't know. I had a, an anxiety situation happening. Yeah. And I cleaned fucking everything and it felt really good. It felt <laughs> somehow yeah. to Liza's point. Or like another thing, like to Liza's point about checking off boxes. I have also never successfully done bullet journal journaling, but even – learning about that and thinking about your version like I love crossing something off as well so it's yeah yeah my one other thought is for that happiness class I can't stop yapping about that just ended kind of we our final project was to implement something a life hack for three weeks and mine was daily meditation which I could have done better on but This is a weird chunk of time, at least two or three weeks, probably more for a lot of us, where we could implement something without, you know, getting in the way of work or other social obligations. So even if that's, you know, wanting to keep yourself accountable to be social, so setting up Skype or Zoom dates, you know, once or twice a week with friends, like having virtual dinner parties with friends twice a week, like just something that you can implement and have as the light at the end of the tunnel that's not just re-watching a show or listening to a podcast even though we love that you do
2: yeah also I think it's a great time to start a creative project if you have anything you've been wanting to do if you want to like you know learn to knit order some stuff on Amazon or if you want to write your book or whatever it is like you know weirdly Kimmy and I were like great we have time to to get our Patreon together and like do some bonus episodes. Not, I'm not like plugging that again, but just, it's a really great time to be like, what are the things that are on my list that are always on my list that I never have time or bandwidth to do? Like, I think it's a way of taking back. I've been feeling like really powerless this week, both because like, I couldn't really get out of work in a way that I thought was acceptable. And I've, everything's scary and yada 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 and I feel like it's a way to feel a little bit more powerful because you can take something that's been on the back burner for you and be like you know what this is a good moment to move it to the front burner with like the extra time and energy like the the you know energy that I have from the fact that I'm just home
1: and limit your exposure to news if that's something for you I would say not that you shouldn't be reading but like This is very, very real. I do not agree with a lot of decisions like – this is just a Kimmy opinion that our leaders have made making it seem like it's not a problem. However, the media is still – like the way it's presented may be anxiety-inducing for some of us. I know for me it is. I know like part of my spiral yesterday was just that I couldn't focus as well as I should have been on working from home because – for my internship, but because I was – checking twitter and looking at news headlines and looking at memes my friends are so like like maybe this is a good digital detox time like not entirely of course you need to stay you know informed but keeping yourself being really aware of how much you're consuming and how you are and how it's making you feel that's yeah you know easier said than done but i'm gonna try to do a digital detox maybe like get my friends in a room play katan No social media like like that would feel really good for three or four hours.
2: Yeah. I've been trying to set social media windows for myself and news windows for myself. So like for half an hour in the morning, I can look at stuff. I can read the news. I can do what I need to do. And then for half an hour, like a little bit before I eat dinner. And then Jeff and I have been implementing a no Corona talk after dinner. Like, we don't talk. We don't check the news. Like, we can check it in the morning. We're not leaving the house. There's, like, nothing, you know, there's not, we're going to, don't need to know anything. Yeah. Um. So, I think that, like, setting those kind of personal boundaries for yourself and sticking to it. Like, I've been noticing, like, I've been feeling way better at night because I'm just, like, we're not talking about it. I'm looking at my phone minimally. Like, I'm honestly, yeah, I'm trying to, like, zone out the world in windows obviously it's really important to stay informed and stay on top of like what the cdc is telling us to do and all of this stuff but uh you don't need to be looking at it all day every day i think a couple check-ins a day are are fine you know
3: and that's really good advice i just read some articles saying that basically like a reason why i think we've all been feeling such like con- sustained anxiety is that because we're always looking at our phones and like your brain reads that as, like, scanning for danger. Like, if you think about yourself as, like, a cave woman or something, like, scanning your phone is literally scanning for danger. And so if you imagine, like, being a cave woman on, like, the prairie or whatever, like, and you spend 20 hours a day, like, constantly scanning for, like, a predator, that, that's sort of what they're equating always looking at your phone to be, like, even if you're just looking at memes, like, it's still you're intaking stuff that, like, puts you yeah. in this low state of anxiety. So I do think that kind of, like, that's else. interesting.
2: Like, yeah, your eyes are darting around. Yeah, yeah your
3: eyes are darting. Around. Like literally, physiologically, it's the same action that you'd be taking if you were really scanning for for danger.
1: Interesting. Yeah, and I'm in like a group chat where there are tons of memes, but like sh- put it on do not disturb, like or if you have a kind of alarmist friend, like I can be that friend sometimes, but like put it on do not disturb, yeah. like I don't know. It's it's tricky. Also, this is again a Kimmy opinion, but even like. It seems funny to post how empty Trader Joe's is, but that just makes other people panic about the yeah. shelves. And like I I know this seems like such a small thing and wow, this is wild, but it's super. People are freaking out, and they should be. But like, don't. Let's not contribute to it if we don't have to. Yeah, that's my thought. I agree. With I that. also
2: think it's a great practice in boundary setting. Ooh. Like just talking about your alarmist friend or family member. Like I know a lot of people's parents are freaking out as they should be. Like people whose parents are older, etc. But. I think it's okay as we're doing I think with this episode as I'm doing with my news blackout like you can set these boundaries with yourself and with other people but just to say like okay let's let's only talk about it for 5 minutes and then let's talk about this shitty TLC show I'm watching on Hulu or whatever or just if you have a friend who is freaking out like to be there for them and then to be also be able to be like okay we've given this plenty of airtime let's talk about something else yeah it'll make us both feel better I'm doing this cuz I love you I just
1: oh, sorry what
2: shitty TV show are you watching? Oh my god, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll admit it. It's really shitty, it's... Okay, guys, it's called Unexpected, it's basically... I love that show! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Olivia. Is it on Hulu? I can watch it tonight? It's on Hulu, okay. <laughs> there's two seasons, it's basically 16 and pregnant, or Teen Mom, before those girls got so media trained, it's like... It is, look, I feel bad because it is a little bit of like misery porn. You feel a little, yes. it, it is like, there's something about it that I watch and I'm like, this is so voyeuristic, but it is fucking human drama, so man. Good. It is the okay, well, real, no, Liza. Real. The thing
3: is, it's not just teen mom. It is even more specific. It is teen mothers who are daughters of teen mothers. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Excuse I'm sorry. Excuse me. I am <laughs> yes. impressed by the casting yes. already. What? What?
2: Yes. And on top of that, I think like the making of it is really good. Like, I think they have, they cast well. I think that the main people are really like, vulnerable and talk about their feelings well and i think so they when they do the sit down interviews that like every reality show does like the confessional interviews sometimes people are alone and sometimes they're with their moms and sometimes they're with their boyfriends and sometimes the boyfriend is with the mom of the girl it and they're like interacting with each other it's so
1: good guys okay should we should i get into this and then in our patreon episodes we do five minutes of this too we just yes My okay. whole family and
3: I, like last Christmas, just binged it aggressively. And my sisters and I are obsessed with, you know, Michaela, you know, I assume. Yes, who I is love-
2: stuntingly beautiful. Yeah, we love her. Um. She is so pretty, it like hurts my eyes. <laughs> At, like so good. Yeah, it's really, really good. I'm debating right now purchasing the third season on Amazon because only the it. first two are on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm committed. Yeah, Dang. I get that. But oh, the first you, two are on Hulu, and it's plenty of content. Uh, and if you want to DM me about it, I'm here. I got plenty
1: of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into it. Because you know what I was thinking would be a great show, but I think it's too hard to get for our watch or just my personal life? Is Are You the One, which we've talked yeah. about before. But it's, yeah. you, you, have, know, you have, have to buy it. Right? You can't. You have to buy it, though. It stinks. Yeah. If you have yeah. a
2: MTV login, I think you can watch the most recent season, which is the best. Um, but I could be wrong.
1: I but, forced my dad to cut the cord so I no longer have access to cable. But he got YouTube TVs and they have a surprising amount of maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. Again, not sponsored. Also, I will say, and like
2: TV. look, in the interest of self-care, I think that these reality shows I make I make I'm making reality TV for a living right now, so I am or whatever, unscripted TV for a living right now. But I think it's okay to have these as escapist. And like I just bought I have a BH1 login. But RuPaul's Drag Race is my favorite show of all time. There's a new season airing right now, and the VH1 app's really glitchy. So I bought the season. I bought a season pass on Amazon. I bought standard definition instead of HD, which you can totally buy. It was 19.99, and to me, that's okay. <laughs> I am like, we are all going to be spending less money on food, on activities, on everything. If you really want to watch, Are You the One? I-, I-, I am giving you the emotional permission <laughs> to spend 20 bucks on it if you can spare 20 bucks. Thank
1: you. I, Liza, you are so pro, like, TV on demand purchasing, and I love yes. it. it is, yes. It is a great take. I was, I so debated Drag Race because I was like, I was like, I I, I
2: could log in and watch on the VH1 app, but I, the episodes are really long. They're like, they're an hour and a half now. So I it's hard to watch them in one sitting, or, well, it was because I was busy, but not anymore. But uh, it's hard to, like, jump back in. It's really, you have to, like, find the right spot and watch all these commercials, and it's the wrong thing. You have to watch commercials again and whatever. And I was like, this show is like one of my greatest joy givers. Like, I don't want that to be a stressful thing. And, like, I'm going to just spend $20. And, okay, obviously, I have some guilt about it because I'm talking about it. But, you know,
3: you got to do what you got to do.
2: You guys are just for the podcast listeners at home. These girls are both staring at me with like pity in their eyes. No, 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 no,
1: no. I'm not.
2: For <laughs> how crazy I'm at this. Okay. No guys, pity. No pity. Let's take it's it's an ad all break. An admiration. We'll take an
1: ad break. I'll probably cut out a lot of that. No. <laughs> no, you will not. I, I was honestly just lost in a new thought that I had. I know we're taking an ad break, but maybe you can all think about this during the ad break. Like, why are why is it so much time? Like, I have the same responsibilities. They're just on a computer, <clears throat> and my commute is not that long. So why do I feel like I have this windfall of fucking time?
2: Like, Well, all of a sudden, all of our nights and weekends are completely free. That's yeah. true. That's true. All of them. You know, oh, I'm going to be uh, – I was yeah. going into
1: my spring break, what I, which I was supposed to be traveling for, so it's like truly free and clear, no, nothing on the schedule, which is terrifying, but that's yeah. a me problem.
3: Oh, that's one last land. plug before we stop this topic. I guess yes. another thing you could do if you're bored would be to do a little research about what you can do in your local area to donate to like Meals on Wheels or a food pantry or something and just do a little donation when you're, when you're feeling bored. Yes,
1: Olivia, thank you. Yes. Always. The voice totally. of wisdom and reason. And in
2: smaller ways, I know it's going to be really hard to figure out where to spend your money and how to help, but buy a gift card from a local restaurant that you love. They're going to have a really hard time. So yeah. I've been trying to do that in the last couple of days. Just pick up some $50 gift cards and I will use them later,
1: you know, um, whatever you can do. And if you but are there's... able to go out still because of where you are, um, again, not recommending you do or don't, tip really well. Uh, these servers are at like touching a lot more people than you or menus or whatever it glasses than you are when you're there so think about that um yeah I do I, I everything I had no idea how many you know New York City children relied on the school system for meals this is bringing a lot to light and wherever you can help Olivia thank you for bringing this up for you sure help
2: yeah Um, We're going to take a quick ad break, and then we're going to be back with 100% certified, organic, corona-free content. Oh, my God.
0: This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan.
1: just like any other day. Olivia, do you want to tell us about a date?
3: Yeah, this is from a couple weeks ago, pre um corona. But yeah, let's talk about a date. Do you want to just do questions or categories?
1: Yeah, we can do categories. Let's okay. do, do it. I pull them up. Liza, Kimmy's do you gonna have pull them? them up faster than me. But no, nope, because I in don't have race? my phone. I'm operating on a oh. computer only. Oh, you're gonna hear some typing. You're gonna hear some typing. Okay, so race. if you're new to this podcast, we when Olivia goes on a date, we ask her some questions every single time. We should have like. You know, we, we have had Excel spreadsheets in the past, but we should have some data points. We, we have been collecting data from Olivia. We have. It's um, true. It is fun. I now have it. Okay, cool. So <laughs> Guys, I still don't have it. I'm so slow with this game. Andy okay. Anderson detective work. Speaking of an old rom-com, just going to throw that out there. Um, okay, so how much Googling pre-date did you do?
3: No Googling. Mm-hmm. And we should say this is date 14 for the podcast.
1: Oh, yes. Thank
2: you.
3: Like, yes. Olivia, oh yes. produce
1: us, please. Produce <laughs> us. It's just, oh, we're so grateful for you. Date 14. Okay. And because Liza doesn't have enough, I'll just jump in with text communication skills on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, pre-date. Mmm,
3: fine. Less, like, proactive planning than I would prefer, honestly. Like, less being like, okay, great. Are you still good for Tuesday? Here's the plan. Blah, blah, blah. Like he kind of waited till day of to say a plan, which bothered me a little, but
2: hmm. whatever. Are you? Did you? And you guys met on which app? Hinge. Okay. Okay. I feel like that's a good early thing to ask too. So yeah. You met on Hinge. he moved to text fairly quickly, and he was yeah. like, "Okay," but not not planning enough.
3: Yeah, it was sort of like, "Hey, like, let's do something on like Friday or something." So that like was the we we had the night reserved relatively early in advance, but I I think it's always nice when somebody's like. Hey, here's some like ideas for what I thought we could do. Like, what do you think about them? Yes, um, of like course. a couple of days in advance, and that didn't happen, but that's okay.
2: Okay. Abbott? Um, date venue. Yeah. Where'd you go, and how many dicks?
3: Um, we went to this place called uh, like Tem- temario, Temorario. It's a Mexican. Oh place. yeah, I that's I, I know
2: that place. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. So we went there on like a Friday for like happy hour time for like chips and seltzer in my case.
1: Uh, yeah, the Chips move is really solid. Happy hour, Mexican. We've talked yeah. about this before, but I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Lust at first sight, yes or no? Um.
1: No, but he had
3: a great beard, and um, I knew from his Hinge profile that he had a lot of tattoos, which is kind of a cool look in my humble opinion.
1: Hmm. Yes. Wait, to clarify, you knew from his Instagram? His Hinge profile. His Hinge profile. Okay, I thought you said Insta for a second, and I was like, cool. well, no. Um, That, that should would, be our Googling thing. Like, did you see more, his Instagram? Yeah, now? that
3: would yeah. be more stalking than I normally do. No, just yeah. from his profile. He had, like, a lot of, like, shortlist pics. Like, a lot of tattoos happening.
2: Oh, shoot. Hmm. are you, are you pro tattoo in general? I'm very pro tattoo, even though I've never dated with someone with a tattoo, but I do think they're hot.
3: Yeah, I think they're really hot. Um, I feel like I would love the idea of like dating somebody who has like a whole lot of tattoos, but then I also feel like I would require them to get them like removed upon the birth of our first child. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I just, can't, I, I can't imagine myself like being married to
1: like an 80 year old with full sleeves, but I see somebody my age with full sleeves and I'm like, Ooh, that's so cool totally a fair opinion I 100% agree I mean it's absolutely not a fair opinion but it is my opinion (laughs) oh yeah sorry well I just agree with you I love tattoos in theory and I love all of our listeners with tattoos I have never well have I I don't think I've ever like dated someone for more than just casual dates Oh, no, that's a lie. Okay. Okay, I have. I have the tattoo thing. It's just not for me. That's all I'm going to say. Unless they're super great. Like, a full sleeve is actually so much hotter than just, you know, when it's weird choices and tattoos, which I see a lot on, you know, straight men. I, I don't always love that. I'm just going to say it. Sorry. Yeah.
3: yeah. Of course. The, yeah, the whole caveat is that it has to be a good tattoo.
2: Yes. And I feel like I've had a couple male friends who have, like, one or two tattoos that are like kind of broy, like they got like a, a tribal tattoo in like no. 2004 and it like is weird now and yeah that's not my jam but I do love I yeah I like a full sleeve I like a you know a lot of tattoo work
3: I do too I think it's kind of like shows a sense of being artistic or something or like a good sense of self-expression like I, I I, like it I think also because it's something I would never do is probably the other reason I admire it sort of
2: yeah yeah it's funny because I think it's hot because I I have always wanted a full sleeve like I think it's beautiful on women but I don't even have a single tattoo I don't have one tattoo I'm such a wimp and I can't commit to anything and I'm so indecisive. I'm so indecisive like so I feel like I also admire it because it's something I would never do, but that I really have always wanted to do. Like I've wanted tattoos. since I was like 16 and I could have gotten many by now, but I'm just too much of a fucking wimp. Do you guys think there's any
3: tattoos that like a guy could have that say like you're dating him and you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like I like dating him. And then like you discover he has one tattoo, like this specific tattoo and you would have to be like, oh, I'm out. Like I cannot handle this.
1: Yeah, anything tribal, like a band on the arm. Any really, of the you really Chinese like him characters. and then he has one tribal, and you cut it off. I am gonna have this is a hot take that I'm gonna have. I the level of trash that I associate with like those kinds of tattoos, it just goes up exponentially. Like if my boyfriend right now, I uncovered some tribal tattoo on part of his buttock that I hadn't seen before. I would truly dump him. Like, I am a terrible human, but that's my hot take. I don't like it. If they had a good response, if they knew it was
2: cringy, if they were like, oh my God, yeah, I was like 17, and like, what was I thinking? I'm going to get it covered up someday. I'd be like,
1: okay, maybe tomorrow.
2: (laughs) I am so anti. I'm like,
1: what, what, who are you hanging out with? What is that? I'm, I'm a big snot when it comes. Like, oh, it's the type of tattoo. It's not all tattoos, it is the fucking type of tattoo.
2: Okay, so can I tell a tattoo story briefly? I feel like I've I'm, I'm a little bit tangy today, but okay, I'll tell it quickly. I had a huge crush on a guy in college who is now on a like pretty big TV show and is kind of famous. He's not like like you guys may not have heard of him. I will say he's is, he is more famous in the black community than the white community. Like significantly more famous. Um, but he had a tattoo on his peck and I, I didn't hook up with him, but I almost hooked up with him and I saw his tattoo. I was like, oh, I like your tattoo. What does it mean? Because it's a common saying. Again, I don't want to say it because he is shirtless on Instagram a lot and I will, it will get revealed. It's like a common saying, but the common saying includes a word that is also a female's name. And he was like, oh, it's, you know, like a, a mantra of mine, but also like, that's my mom's name. And I was like, Cool. I no longer want to hook up with you because your mom's name is on your body. And I feel like it would freak me out that I know that now.
1: Liza, thank you for this puzzle to keep us occupied during Corona. Because I'm like, (laughs) what? If anyone has guesses and they want to
2: post them in the secret Facebook group, maybe I'll do like a blind item reveal or something. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, I, it really was such a moment where I was like, I thought, like, Things were gonna happen between us, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh like <laughs> I don't, I can't." Your mom's name is a lot. That's I a lot. don't know. Someone with some, we're gonna get added by some people who have their mom's names, and it's very meaningful and beautiful. But
1: what about like something, a flower that reminds you? I am gonna do another hot take. I always <laughs> said the only time I would. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I offended anyone, but I always said the only time I would get a tattoo is probably like because my mom was sick for so long if she died my mom did die I did not get a tattoo I don't think she would have wanted me to I know she wouldn't have wanted me to but like it's it's okay I'm gonna say this is an okay take to have even if you have your mom's tattoo in a meaningful way I'm sorry I'm being a huge a-hole but I'm just like nope not for me yeah well
2: his A his mom is alive and well I met her. B I you know your your dad Kimmy got a, a tattoo that's a nice memorial It's oh, your mom that I think true. is beautiful be- <laughs> but I think it's really yeah. beautiful. It's not it's a symbol. I don't know. I don't know why the name or like the heart that says mom on it. I should be able to not know it's about your mom. But that's yeah, how yes. I feel.
1: And I forgot about my dad's and even that love him dearly. I love you dad but I was like, "Oh, dad, that's trashy." like I am so into a tattoo, and it's very pretty. Like I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry at me at me. They can be beautiful. They are definitely hot, but I don't know why I can't. I have some sort of association with them and
2: we're all garbage. allowed to feel like we feel.
1: Jeff doesn't <laughs> okay. like tattoos and again, I've always wanted to get
2: one and I would never do anything because he told me to. In fact, him not wanting him not wanting me to get one makes me like probably more likely to get one and he would also would never tell me he's just like i just have to like totally admit i don't really like them i think you know whatever but it's a thing we're all allowed to feel that way
1: sorry yeah. i just well, i wanted to get you know I, i've been cooped up too long <laughs> lots of feelings
2: <laughs> no obviously we're also being tangenty because we're <laughs> just, mm-hmm. like socially interacting with each other <laughs> um okay we're gonna get back to day 14 okay. uh okay the roskitt test uh did the date ask you at least one question about yourself that was got away from normal first date territory um, okay. This is, this is the, the the meat of this date was the lack
3: of questions and the extreme monologuing that this man did. In a way that I, it, it didn't strike me as that weird when I left the date. And then I was like mulling it over for the next couple of days. And I was just like, oh, this guy, we had normal chit chat for like five minutes, I think. And then at one point, I had kind of like forgotten what he said his job was or like where he grew up or something. And I was just like, Oh, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I I kind of forget like your main stats. Like, can you just like refresh? (laughs) I was like, can you just refresh my memory? Like where you grew up, where you're and like where you, what you do now or something, just like some basics that I can know. And I thought that was sort of normal to ask. And then he basically just took that as like permission to just, do a monologue literally about his whole life story that sort of started out talking about you know he was born in like Connecticut and then he moved to Massachusetts where he really fell in love with sailing and his you know parents got divorced and then remarried and then you know fast forward this is where he went to college this is what he loved in college then he moved to this place then he moved to this place you know here's you know that he ends up telling me where each and every single one of his siblings now lives. He has seven of them, so that was a lot. And oh then like their marital status, how many kids they have, just like he covered like twenty-five years of life. Actually, he's 35. So we covered literally 35 years of life. It just in one go. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> just so long he talked about himself. Whoa. It was crazy. Was, and was there
2: any acknowledgement? Like, was he like, oh, my God, sorry, is this too much? Like, was there any self-awareness about it at all?
3: At the at the very end. So, like, he had been doing this monologue for so long about himself. And I think one of my annoying qualities sometimes is, like, when I'm bored or when I just don't really feel like participating in a date, I can go into, like, interviewer mode. and I, So I kind of egg it on a little bit. But at some point, he, he then starts telling me about his love for American history, which is a whole other topic that i i think that white men love american history too much. Oh and my so god, yes. Sorry, they, Olivia. They must love focus it. on how self- it.
1: Yes. And they've been telling me about it for fucking ever and Olivia, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. That is that is a thing about white yeah. men. Oh, my God. Shut Shut the fuck up about Gettysburg, Scott. They always tell me about American history all the
3: fuck time. I'm like, I know American history. (laughs) I got a five on the AP U.S. history exam, people. I don't need your commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like we're good. We're good. I mean, literally this guy, he tells me that he fucking loves American history. And so I was like, oh, what's like a book you think I should read about American history? And then he's like, he says some book name. And then I was like, cool, I'll read it. And then I no longer have to read it because he told me every single detail in this book about American history. Like he ended this monologue telling me his feelings about the
1: Louisiana Purchase. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Also, the overlap in the Venn diagram of people who love sailing and people who love American history is a strong, strong overlap. How do you feel like
2: it's I don't know. I, I think that veers into especially the Louisiana Purchase stuff. Something I never thought I'd be saying on this podcast (laughs) is like veers into like, let me show you how much shit I know. Like that anyone who feels the need to show you or or to like tell you how smart they are is such a red flag to me. Yeah. like I think you show your intelligence by the way you um, carry yourself and the way you interact with people, the way you ask thoughtful questions. Like there's a lot of better ways to show and show someone you're smart instead of telling them you're smart totally
3: and i have no evidence to support this statement but i got the vibe that he like maybe had been in a really long-term relationship and had just recently broken up or something and like maybe he hadn't been on like a proper first date in a long Hmm. time and so sort of like so then maybe his like nervousness or lack of knowing what to do just manifested in wanting to like get it all out there immediately And so that's why he came off as so self-involved. But, like, ultimately, he does this whole monologue. Talked about the Louisiana Purchase. Finally start wrapping it up. And then he's like, oh, but that was a lot. Like, tell me about you. Which I find so annoying to be like, tell me about you is the least interesting question or way you could ever ask anything about me. Like, it's so irritating. So, I don't know. That was, like, a huge bummer to me about the way that date occurred
1: it also confirms that he was a hundred not that we don't believe you but that he was so on his own railroad track that he even had to be like tell me about you he didn't even have a question he could ask you based right. on something you had already said
0: he yes, had to just, agreed
1: which is yeah tough
2: and i feel like the the not recognizing of a conversation as kind of a tennis game is a problem you know right. like i think in any conversation you shouldn't be talking for longer than a couple minutes no you know it's especially on a first date yeah I think she should have at least been like oh who's your favorite founding father (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just died. Completely. <laughs> That's so funny. Anything. Like he could have. He could have asked you. But or like, do so you funny. like history or is this boring too? LOL.
3: <laughs> and he you know. Say, oh, which of the 13 colonies do you think had the biggest impact on how we've come as a country? I don't know. That could have been fun. Oh, I would have had yeah. some thoughts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. could have been. It's interesting because I will certainly get too far down. Like, he, if he's a historian, it's easy. I guess my – my takeaway from this is like as advice for dating, I'm telling to myself or even within my relationship, I talk about like TV and film too much sometime or like the entertainment industry because it's what I am trying to do, what I intern within. I just go on, I go off the charts. But you really, it's good to remember like <laughs> especially on a first date, not everyone has the same interests or job as you and to curb that.
3: Tendency. Yeah, well, and to be extremely clear, his job is not historian.
1: Right, right. This is specifically <laughs> egregious. But he. But I was like, how can we turn this into some productive advice? Because I, I don't feel like I've, you know, talked about the 13 colonies or the Louisiana Purchase on a date. But I've talked about, like, some obscure TV shows. And yeah. that is equally annoying in a way. Um, it's just like, yeah.
2: Just, I don't know, because I feel like almost everyone likes TV. It's like true. 95% true. of people like TV. And you know, not ninety five percent of people are history buffs. I, this is this is based this isn't based on hard data. Just my opinion, but it's true. I mean, I think there's things that's easier to get on board with, and even then, I think that like you can bring something up in a way that is an invitation to the other person to like engage, right? Or in a way that's like, I, I this happens over and over and over again, and I just keep feeling that first dates, if That if people are using them as an opportunity to speak, that doesn't feel good to me. Feels like what's wrong that you need this platform? Like, do you want to go to an open mic? Like, maybe you feel the need to, you know, like I say this as a fucking Gemini who needs a lot of attention and has a podcast. But, you know, it's (laughs) whatever. I just feel like it's a weird sign. Yeah. If they're spending the time as an opportunity to talk about themselves rather than to get to know their person they're sitting across.
0: Sure. And I
3: think, like, uh, frankly, had he just sort of like nerded out about American history at some other point in the date after we'd already had normal back and forth conversation, I actually would have found that to be attractive. I'd be like, he's interested in something. He knows about something. I think it's yeah. attractive when people have like passions that they can be earnest about. But it was just so much that it was coming on the heels of this like, Thirty-five year long monologue, and then finally we get to present day, and he has to circle back to revolutionary times. Like that was just felt like a lot.
2: And you're like, okay, we did thirty-five years. Now we're gonna do like two hundred and eighty years. <laughs> Great, cool. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I mean, like he was, he was. There was nothing wrong with him. And I, and in fact, at the end of the date, I was like leaving it, and I was like, oh, I would probably go out on a second date. And then I was reflecting on it and I was like, no, I don't need to go on a second date with him. He didn't ask you a single question, but I had to like take a beat and pause because he didn't do anything actively mean to me. But then I was just like, no, that's not the kind of person you want to date. Like, that's fine.
1: You know what I'm finding interesting is that that he had tattoos. Not that like when you told me about the tattoos and the shirt off pictures, right? Yeah. I did not. I imagined a different man than I'm imagining now. Sorry, this is my own brain uh, with sailboats in American history. Just, just, but you can. People, we all have many sides. Yes. Yeah. I pictured two different um, men. All right. So let's
2: do. Let's do. I think a couple of these other categories got answered, but we'll breeze through them. Cool. Let's do Rose and Thorn, high and low.
3: Rose, good chips. Great mm-hmm. beard. Thorn. Jefferson the you know the, the Louisiana Purchase talk was too much
2: <laughs> Boner That's, Killer That is second
3: date talk I have to say
2: <laughs> Um. Alright most rom-com moment We're gonna pass on was that Was there one? one pass Amazing <laughs> We also probably lightly touched on this but 2019 test did gender sp- stereotypes play out?
3: Hmm okay no i don't i don't think like gender stereotypes played out but he just didn't ask me a lot of questions and yeah i'm always suspect of people who are too into american history (laughs)
1: there that's a gender stereotype right there pg pg 13 or r-rated date
3: pg g probably
1: (laughs) no kiss (laughs) nothing there was like Uh,
3: a small hug
2: okay feels right yeah in Um, hindsight, hindsight
1: Oh, sorry, Liza.
2: No, not at all. I no, I completely co-opted the categories.
1: This hindsight is gonna get well, I guess it won't get weird because you're not going on first dates, but would you rather have spent the night with friends alone or on this date? Um
3: I don't know. I don't like it's kind of a funny story. I don't regret going on it, but like, yeah, in a time of limited time to do stuff, probably this would be a, a friend situation. Yeah. That I'd prefer. Okay.
1: I know I was thinking that that question gets particularly interesting yeah. in our, I know we were, aren't going to talk about it, but just in our current times, like sure. I am going to be craving all of the social connection I can have. Yes. Uh, and would you accept or give this rosé or rose? <laughs> 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 we don't have accents
2: over it in our document so (laughs) we have to just every time we have to just decide which one it is
3: um as I said I leaving the date I was like I go out again and then I reflected and I said I don't need to do that again
2: yeah Yeah. you covered did he ask you on a second date or like was there post date chat via text
3: no he didn't like I had it was like he asked me on a second date and then like we sort of like tried to schedule a couple times and then it just like never really happened and then I think I just decided I don't need to be doing this. So I had yeah. to like, reschedule a second. one.
2: Did you text him to that effect or were you just slow no. fade? Slow fade. That's not, sick. not proud of that, but. I, again, I think after a first date, a slow fade is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, Olivia. Yeah. Of course the times have changed, but maybe you can join us for just broader dating chatting. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing about this date.
3: Of course. Yeah. yeah. Let's. I want to join for broader dating chatting. Of
1: course. And if you do go on a Zoom date, let us know. Okay. <laughs> and also, that's to the listeners. If you go on a FaceTime or Zoom date, please let us know. Tell us all about it. We would love to know. You can email us or you can come on or call in. We'll, we'll make it happen. We On Zoom. You can call us on Zoom. Wow. Zoom should be sponsoring. I know Everything right? right now <laughs> a lot of mentions in this in this
2: episode
3: gotcha.
2: um thank you for listening sticking with us we are bringing you content until forever uh, we're not going away we're gonna again try to do a mix of like normalcy and um hopefully give you guys a little bit of like uh you know an escape in these difficult times um our patreon is going to be linked below we're, like Kimmy said earlier if you missed it we're gonna be trying to get up some bonus ups where we rewatch some stuff we talk about some stuff we're gonna be hanging out online you guys are too probably so hang out with us yeah <laughs> why did that sound that sounded so schmoozy and hang like I sound out. like a, fuck, a fucking fucking out show. with us okay hey, yeah hey, you got some time on your hands we're on the internet it's it sounded gross I don't like it
1: well that was fun that voice was fun so I like it all now uh, sure. Olivia thank you as always yeah, fucking phenomenal of point of view perspective just our wisdom leader our guru uh <laughs> we will all of you join our yeah again liza said we'd link to it but we'll be very specific on when the first episode of our patreon fun will patreon fun will be coming out when this episode is out so take care of yourselves wash your hands we love you probably don't go on a date. Go on on an online date. Go Go on on FaceTime your
3: friends. FaceTime your dates. FaceTime your friends. FaceTime your pets. Everybody.
1: Everybody. So much FaceTime. FaceTime your dog, honestly.
3: FaceTime your dog. No problem.
2: Why
1: is your dog not with you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry. Your family dog. Your family dog. I don't know anyone mature enough to have their own dog. That's a lie. But it would be a great time to get a new dog, I would say. Go adopt. Right? You have a lot more time to, like, deal with a, a young pup, you know? Yeah, train them up, train them up. Um,
2: All right. We love you guys. We are here and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye.
3: Stay healthy. Wash your hands.
0: Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.